This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, love the show. Listen, best names for podcasts and worst names for podcasts. Here we go. Best names first. Cognitive Dissonance, Dogma Debate, Thinking Atheist, Worth Names, Cooking with Tilapia, Pedophiles Today, Sex Toys, featuring Ken Ham, Glory Hole. Hey, it's uh, Henry calling in from Bensonville, Arkansas. Just wanted to add myself to the list of people that actually live in Arkansas that listen to the show. So, uh, love the show and uh, Glory Hole, motherfuckers. Gentlemen, this is Chris from Milwaukee. First, thanks for doing what you're doing. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Second, it recently occurred to me that 20%, around 20% of all pregnancies end in miscarriage, and therefore God is the biggest abortionist of all. So, who's that guy on the other side of the abortion hose? It's Jesus. Thank you. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago. I was hoping to catch you. Catch you were looking down. I was hoping to startle you a little bit no, with the glory hole. Gonna, you didn't finish. I know. Go. All right. Body massage machine. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago. Oh. This wow, he scared is me. cognitive dissonance. That's amazing. <laughs> Every episode we blast anything. <laughs> Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. <laughs> we bring critical thinking. We blast various things. <laughs> we blast it out of the glory hole. <laughs> it's going to be one of those uh, episodes. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, get in our way. <laughs> Skeptical, political, welcome mats. <laughs> it is one of those. Oh, drink uh, your bourbon. Your yeah, afternoon bourbon, I gotta, sir. I got a cough, and I'm going to treat that cough. Like grandma used to treat coughs with a little bit of bourbon and snake oil, a little bit of crap, a little bit of cough drops, and a whole lot of anger and depression. And, and dust. depression. <laughs> and I'm also going to save all of my papers. Right. <laughs> like, I just let me put this in my jar of buttons. <laughs> Are you going to use that soap sliver? <laughs> we were we were cleaning out a house of a person who is now deceased, and uh, came across. Depression era, you know, because depression is mm-hmm. people just save everything. Yeah. You know the fucking things you put under the meat? You know the fucking meat styrofoam? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A fucking whole goddamn stack of meat styrofoam. <laughs> You're just like, what are you going to do with the meat styrofoam? Like, when is that ever going to be useful? Because even if you washed it, it still had meat juice know, on it. Right? And it's not like you could run it through the dishwasher because it would melt. <laughs> It's like this. So that means it's hand washed. So it's like ridiculous. It's always got E. coli on it. Always. Every day it has E. coli on it. Cleaned out that person's refrigerator. 
And it was the year was two thousand and four, but there was trout in there from nineteen eighty three. Trout? Trout? That's not a saving food. At that point it had already evolved into a larger fish. It, like so. <laughs> it had legs. It's like it's awesome. a fucking salamander at oh, that point. God. It's like that's pretty you know, I the thing is like I'm sympathetic, um and actually somewhat like I think that there's that there's like kind of a virtue to that idea of saving and reusing. Yeah, I think cause that's because you're, you're fucking cheap. Oh yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> but I also think that that's way better than like the disposable consumer. Oh culture, yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, you know, whatever. like I just fucking throw it away and buy another one. Yeah. It's like we treat everything that we way. Do. And it kind of yeah. makes me crazy. Yeah. But there's a point where you're like. You're just saving garbage. You're just like that's not. It's not like buttons. Like I make fun of. Yeah. Like we did the same thing. I clean out like a house if somebody has moved into a retirement home, and it's like there's like a big jar full of like odds and ends buttons, and I'm just like you didn't. It's fine that you saved them. Yeah. But you didn't do the second step of reuse. Yeah. Which is you the use again part. You just had them. Yeah. All you did was like instead of throwing it away now. You yeah. waited twenty years to throw it away. Yeah, you have like you have like leprechaun currency. Right. Like, that's what it's like. <laughs> like oh. I'll buy your pot of gold for these fifty buttons. What do you say there, lad? Let's be let's be paying in buttons. Here I go. Ha oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. How many buttons does it take? Uh, I just want a pint, that's all. It's <laughs> like, amazing. You kinda have me big buttons. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's. So this is a show. <laughs> let's see, yeah, let's doing, do this. I want to talk before we get started. Tom. Okay, yeah. We spent a good deal of this morning yes. at the bank. We did, and we uh, had, so much of the morning <laughs> because that it very nearly yeah. wasn't morning yeah. anymore. No, when we left. nearly nearly afternoon. Yeah. In order to have a corporation, we have to have a joint bank account. Well, the joint bank account that we had was not good enough for the government, so we had to actually go out and get a business account. So that's what we did today: right. was get a business account. And the most delightful part of that entire exchange was the woman on the phone with corporate. And this is how her side of the – because I didn't hear the other side of the conversation. We were just sitting there. So I didn't hear the other side of the conversation. But what I did hear with the conversation was – so the company name is Glory Hole – Glory Hole. (laughs) No, it's two words. Glory, G-L-O-R-Y – Hole. <laughs> it was. It was pretty great. And then at the very end of the conversation, the, my very favorite part of the conversation was when she turned to us at the end and she said, and when you get your new cards in the mail, it will have your business name. I know. I want to pay for, here's what I'm going to do, Cecil. I just want She to- knew what Glory Hole was. Right. Oh, yes. And she never mentioned it. She always referred to it when she talked to us as your business, your business name. Yeah. And when Tom told her the business name is right here, right. no one in the office right. ever said the words glory hole right. until it was her on the phone <laughs> and she had to. It's like when you put uh, when you call tech support and your password is like dogfucker78 or something, <laughs> and you're just like, I'll spell it for you. Right. It's yeah. D-O-G-F. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I had, I had all my out. passwords are dog fucker dog so fucker seventy eight. Yeah. By the way, well, yeah. I mean yeah. the truth will out. So, <laughs> I, I I do want you to know that I plan to I plan to put all of my actual money. I'm going to move all of my money into that account just so that as often as possible I can pull out a card that says Glory Hole on it, 
and actually pay. I want to pay for my groceries oh, with the man. glory hole card. I everything. Too. I want to donate at church. For oh. <laughs> <laughs> you go to tithe. You're like, do you take credit? Do you take debit yeah. cards? Yeah. yeah. Hang you on. Just, you know what? I bet you those bishops, they have it right in their hat. You could just, right, just you know, swipe, swipe right across. What else is that thing yeah, good I for? Yeah. They just don't want to pay the swipe fees, yeah. though. It was yeah. amazing, though. That was it, the best part of the morning. It was pretty good. That's well, good. it was the only part of the morning. Yeah, I mean, it took the whole fucking morning to open. What takes so long to open a business checking account? Why did it take? What in that process? <laughs> it's like buying a motherfucking car. You're like, I want the car. I have all the money in my hand. They're just like, sure, sit here for six hours. Like, I have all the money. <laughs> you have all the car. <laughs> I give you the money, you give me the car. I don't need, we don't, yeah, but I just got to go disappear for a while. I know. Like, fucking, what? No. I, there's like a there's like a disco party back somewhere that they've got to go get in on. You or, think they could sell more cars if they made that the process shorter, right? <laughs> I got to go do some coke. Hey. I'll be back in a few minutes. Hang on. We always have a celebration before the deal closes. Yeah. So we're we'll going to be... go undercoat someone's car real quick. <laughs> so. Hang on. I got to go manufacture the car. <laughs> the car that you, you know, all the cars in the lot are cardboard. Yeah, And no. we build them to order yeah. like a fucking Burger King. <laughs> we're like, hang on a minute. We're like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory <laughs> in here. <laughs> Just, we have a whole fucking uh, we have a whole yard full of oompa loompas out back. They just build any car we want. It is just insanity, but we're on the course of insanity. And if we do this, there is a judge in heaven, and that judge in heaven is going to take vengeance against those who damage Israel. That's what the Bible says. Don't touch them, though he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. You're sticking your finger in God's eye. That's what the Bible says. So this first story comes from Why That News. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it news? I, why uh, not? Maybe. <laughs> who knows? Um, what is that, velvet? He's <laughs> <laughs> velvet. Heredi Papers banned picture of young girl's feet. Uh, so two newspapers um, in a place, a Belt Shemesh. That's not a place. That's a sandwich, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you go to Belt Shemesh? Uh, no, I'm full. I had lunch. Uh, can you put a little mm. bit of tomato? <laughs> <laughs> no, just a schmear. Just, just a schmear. Schmear a little tomato. I like the tomato. <laughs> now hold the bacon. <laughs> so they don't want to publish an ad. There's a, there's a sock store. First of all, I was struck... That there is a whole store that just sells socks. You would think you wouldn't need to be so specific. Like, hey, I got to buy socks. Where do I go? Should I go to a department store where I could conceivably run other errands at the same time? <laughs> or should I go only to a store that sells socks? Yeah. That's, uh, why do you need a it's, whole it sounds store like, It's this? like a toothpick store. Right? <laughs> it's just like I bought all my toothpicks there. I'd be like if you went grocery shopping, like, oh, I got to get garbage bags. Fuck. I got to go to Garbage Bags R Us. <laughs> Hang on. Got to swing by the Garbage Bag store. Yeah. It's such a weird niche store. Do you want to sell shoes too? No. Fuck it. Just the socks. We're just selling socks. <laughs> Not clothes of other stripes. No, just no, socks. Just socks. Yeah. Just, uh, but it's all the socks. Yeah. Man, fucking crazy. Anyways, they won't, they won't run the ad for this inevitably doomed store. <laughs> <laughs> You would think if they're Jewish, they have better business sense. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Because the ad shows the feet of a two-year-old girl. Huh. And it's just from, like, the what? just above the ankle down to the shoes. And then right. it says, I don't know, Jewish well, word. Well, is she playing, like, hacky sack with a purple dildo or something? <laughs> or? 
What is happening? Why are they banning it? It's actually it's a foot fetish site. So it's, it's yes, they are just the feet, but there is there is a seven a, inch there's something massage there's between, something right? going on between at this right. point. Yeah. yeah, they're covered in a very soft sheen of something. <laughs> got it. So, spurt. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I was. No, no, they're the high-speed camera took that picture. Wow, it's amazing. It's like MythBusters, like, uh, like really, it's just a girl's feet. Yeah, it's just her biscuits, man. That's just, it's, and it's, and it's like a cute little picture. It's a nice, like, it's picture. an adorable little picture, like one on top of the other, like that sort of coy, like, oh, I'm a little girl, right? It's who just, cares? And they, they've obviously so fetishized the idea of yeah. womanhood yeah, or, yeah. Or, or femininity that yeah. the idea of a fucking pair of covered feet these feet are covered in shoes and socks yeah there's two layers of before you can penetrate to the skin let's stop there before then i don't look at any young girl ever sexually i just don't i just not a pedophile? I just Is don't why? do it yeah. i just when i see a young girl i think oh how adorable how cute or whatever right, right? yeah but i don't think Hot damn. <laughs> I don't think that. Right. It's not that I turn it off. It's that it's never on. Yeah. Right. right. It's just not, not on. Right. That's what you're attracted. It's not like yeah. I look at him like, oh my god, man, I love how you wear your pigtails, there, young lady. <laughs> oh my god. Like, I I don't think like right. that. It just doesn't even occur thing. to me. So when somebody says I got to ban these pictures, well, why are you banning them? There's only two reasons to ban them. One. You are the person sexualizing them, right? Like, so right. you are bringing something to the table that is horrific. And two, the other the other reason is you just hate fucking women. You know, and it's like you look at this and it, it, wouldn't the onus be on the viewer of the ad to interpret the ad? Sure. In other words, like, so you send me this ad from your fucking doomed sock outlet or fucking <laughs> sock joint. I don't know. <laughs> How this works? And like, and I look at it, and I'm just like, "Wait a minute!" It's called socks and bagels, right? That's a, <laughs> socks and locks. <laughs> it should be socks and locks. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Oh man, we got to open a fucking socks and locks store. I'd be tremendous. It's so niche. It's the most niche. <laughs> Full of oh. Jewish hipsters. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, it'd be awesome. Socks. I I love it. But like you, you, you get this image and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, we can't have dudes turned on by this. Like, mm, maybe they should just fucking control themselves. Yeah. Like we shouldn't put the onus on the image to be. It's just a picture of fucking kid feet. Yeah. Like actually, you should publish this, and then if people complain, send the police there because something weird is happening. Yeah. yeah clearly, those right? people are weird. Something right? going on. I, I got fucking turned on by these kid feet. Yeah, we'll be right over there to arrest you for something. We're not sure what yet, but we're sure there's something in your basement that has the lotion in the basket. <laughs> there is a basket. There's lotion. There's probably a little dog named Precious. Um, I wanted to read something. This is from a Hasidic paper. Now, it's, Hasidic is not Haredi, but they're in the same sort of branch, right? So Haredi, I think, is the base, and then Hasidic branches out a little, okay. right? But they're both ultra-Orthodox, okay? Um, this is from a book called Unorthodox by Deborah Feldman. And an interviewer asked her, the subject of sex uh, was a total mystery to both you and your husband. What's it like to embark on a sexual relationship when you have no idea how it works? Okay, so this is what the question sure, was. The yeah. person said, no one ever said the word sex or even vagina to me. We had no clue. We were like, it'll work out. 
it never worked out. There's an actual rule that you learn before you get married that you are never supposed to look at the genitalia. You can't look at yours and you can't look at his. It's always dark. There's no hole in the sheet, but it's pitch dark and there's no looking down and there's a lot of fumbling around and you're wearing a nightgown rolled up to your waist. There's no boot touching. Mine were totally wasted. There's no oral sex. After the first time, you have to call a rabbi and he asks the man questions. Did this happen? And he declares you either clean or unclean. And if you consummate it, once you're consummated, you're unclean because you bled. So after your first time, your honeymoon is a no sex period. For two weeks every month, your husband can't touch you. He can't hand you a glass, even if your fingers don't touch. He has to put it down on the table, and then you have to pick it up. Secondary contact can't happen. If you're sitting on the sofa, you have a divider between you. It makes you feel so gross. You feel like an animal in the room. And if there's a question about your period, you take your underwear, and you put it in a Ziploc bag, and you give it to your husband, and he takes it to the synagogue, and he pushes it through a special window <laughs> and the rabbi looks at it and pronounces it kosher or non-kosher. It was so disgusting. That's from a branch off of this religion. So while I'm not saying that these are the exact same rights in which this religion comes from, I think we can tell maybe it's not about sexualizing. What I think is it's about women hate. It's about how much we hate and are weirded out and grossed out by women. I think that's more the, the reason why this can't be shown. Dude, that is outrageous. Isn't that the craziest shit you've ever heard? That is the... You gotta put your fucking... It's like a fucking teller window with the bag. Is there like a tube like, that takes it whoop, to the whoop. rabbi? <laughs> <laughs> and he's back there smelling panties, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> who, who devises a system where all the joy is pulled out of sex? You know, that's the thing. Like, why would you even... Even if... I, I don't understand... Why you would devise this crazy fucking moon system where you ought to have sex with your wife and she's got to wear a fucking nightgown. You can't fucking touch her boobs and there's no oral sex and you're just like you're not looking at each other and you're fucking around. With it reminds you know, it reminds me of it sounds like, horrible. It's like, it's like fucking at 14. Like it's just as fast as you can get over with hump and hump and hump until you shoot your goo and then just move on. Be like, you want to watch TV now? Like, <laughs> that's it. guy. just but. I can't imagine like if I were if I were creating a religion, it would demand boob touching. It would be it would be mandated all I would, time. I would make one of those cult religions where I get to bang everybody. <laughs> that's what I'd make. Come on, that's right. That's, that's called, what you do. That's called all of the modern yeah. religions, right? <laughs> right, right. Like all of them have like some dude who's in charge, and by in charge, it means he's like, uh, I need more wives. Mm, you're my wife, and 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 it's, it's, you, you're married to someone else, not anymore, you're my wife. It's like, a, it's like a game of freeze tag where they don't get unfrozen. <laughs> <laughs> They're just yours, yeah. No way. I'm getting hacked. A porch game? No, no, this is major. They've already burned through the NCIS public firewall. What is that, video game? No, Tony, we're getting hacked. So this story comes from Reuters.com. Uh, second blogger hacked to death in Bangladesh. Uh, so Bangladesh is on the list of places not to go. Just saying, it was never on the place. It was never on my list of places to go. As yeah. a matter of fact, Ooh. but uh, I would not be writing a blog. I wouldn't write a fucking food blog in Bangladesh. <laughs> no 
kidding, right? right? Like, this is yeah. how you deal with, like, because they machete you. It's not like they're, they don't even shoot you. They don't have the fucking good graces to murder you with semi-modern weapons. Yeah, in a in a in expedient fashion. Right. When you get murdered for blogging, um, they actually, they, they, but I will say that they finally settled the age-old question about whether or not the pen is mightier than the, the sword. machete, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, the keyboard is certainly less mighty than the machete. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, because it's the second blogger in what two weeks? Yeah, three weeks now that gets hacked to death with machetes. Fucking find a new line of work, such as machete repair. <laughs> I don't know. Like somebody had a comment. Where was that? I forget where I saw it. Maybe it was an email to us. Somebody said we should change the pen is mightier than the sword to the bit is mightier than the bullet. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because nowadays, where the bite is mightier than the bullet, because yeah, it's right. uh, it's you know, the, yeah, it's, using... it's updating it. Sure. Um, this is this is horrible. It I think, is horrible. I think the problem is is that he was featured on Slash dot com, <laughs> and that was you know oh. Slash dot. You know they, oh. they they do feature blogs on occasion, and sometimes you get the Slash dot right. You know publicity Treatment. and it's bad. I found a different article about this. Okay. And the different article, um, the different article I found says. Uh, his friends warned him to be careful to watch uh, what he posted online, but he dismissed these concerns, saying his Facebook profile page didn't even bear his picture. They don't even know what I look like, he told them. But they found him. And um, another thing here, it says he, they were posting comments on his Facebook page when he would post things. They would say things like, get ready for the afterlife. And one person commented on his post, see you in hell. Well, doesn't that imply you're going to hell? No, I've never understood weird? that. It's like, you're fucking doing wrong. I'll see you in hell. What, are you also a sinner? Like, because you're calling me a sinner and I'm going to hell for it, but you're screwed too. Maybe heaven has a really nice balcony. Right? Yeah. Or like a porthole. I'll you could see to... you in hell. Right. But I, won't, but I won't be there. Maybe you could just visit. Yeah, right. Maybe that's maybe that's how that oh, What I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll slip the concierge like 10 bucks so I could visit you for a few minutes and then I can come back to heaven. Or maybe something. hell is like a nursing home where you deposit your parents once you're done with them. Oh, you know, you just, no. you just <laughs> once every once a month on like on Sunday afternoons, you could get zipped down to hell and just no, mom, I'm your son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, do we have to keep the heat turned up in here all the time, Dad? Is this it? Like this is what we're doing? It's like it's 100 degrees in here. <laughs> Another comment too from that same story. Of the three involved on Monday morning attack, two were quickly caught by bystanders. Uh, in confession to the police, the pair, both told, both Islamic students at Islamic schools, said they didn't know what a blog was, nor had they seen his writing. They were acting on the orders of another person who told them killing this guy was a, their religious duty. I'm sure it was their religious duty because of American imperialism. Oh, Jesus. Right? I'm sure that, I'm sure that they murdered a man whose blog yeah. they didn't even read. Yeah. Right. Because it was their religious duty. But somehow religion had nothing to do with it. What what happens all the time is that feeling of, you know, we, we hear that all the time from the different factions, especially the far liberal factions in the uh, United States, where they talk constantly about how it's the fault of us or the, somehow it's not the religion's fault. The religion right. isn't at fault here. It's the people. It's political. It's all this stuff that's happening. This is clearly an example of how this this I mean what's political about this this guy was posting pictures of Charlie Hebdo and he got killed because of it he was posting 
pictures about Muhammad and things like that. And he got killed because of it. There's where's the politics in that? I don't know where. I mean, you know, if you can explain it to me, I'm willing to listen. Right. But I don't I, I, I don't see the politics. I don't see where that comes in. I don't see where the ulterior motives and where our natural inclination comes from. These people didn't even know him and they were ordered to do it like a fucking mafia hit. How do you have control over someone else to do something like that if it's not religion or the mafia, right? There's really nobody else in the right. world that does that sort of thing for you. We were talking about this earlier. We were talking about acid attacks. Where's the political acid attack? Where's the acid attack in the world right now where you can point to it and say, yeah, that's clearly that's clearly not because of the religion. It's all because of the religion. It's always because of the religion. It's always because they are uh, misogynist and they, they, they want to keep the patriarchy in check in their particular country. Well, and you can't do something because it's your religious duty if it's not based on your religious belief system. You can't – if you came up to me and said, Tom, I need you here's – here's a machete. I need you to go kill that dude that I disagree with. It's your religious duty. I'd be like, you're out of your fucking mind. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. You're a fucking lunatic and I'm calling all of the police. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. I'm calling police in cities and states we've never even been to to try to arrest you. You are a fucking lunatic, you barbarian. It can't work without it. It relies on this. It relies on fealty. It relies on unquestioning loyalty it relies on all of the uh, it relies not just on the set of specific beliefs but it relies on the very idea that these beliefs are things to be valued more than human life right you have to you have to believe that ideas are bigger than human life in order for you to even consider that taking somebody else's life is a just act and i think for for myself, maybe for, for other atheists, I can't speak for all of them, obviously, because there's nothing to unite them. But for secular humanists, I think in general, the idea is that, that human life has value and that ideas are things which we should also value. But right. we value them less than a fucking human than life. Person, yeah. You know, where's the secular humanist excuse for murder? It doesn't exist. I mean, it's not to say a secular humanist can't commit murder, but you can't commit it in the name of secular humanism. Right. There's no doctrine that tells you you need to do this. Right. That you should do this because it's the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. No fucking machete attacks. Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from today.com. Teen behind video insulting Christians to be charged. Uh, in Singapore, a 16-year-old posted a video of himself making disparaging remarks about Christians. Um, and uh, he's being arrested for it. Because that's how you evidently deal with free speech. Is you arrest teenagers for speaking their mind. If you arrested every fucking teenager who disagreed with authority. Oh, I know. You would just arrest all of the teenagers. Well, and this is the problem with blasphemy laws, right? This is – I'm going to read directly from this article. This is that Today article, um, the Singapore Today. 
uh, it says, in a statement, Deputy Commissioner Police said, Please take a stern view of acts that could threaten religious harmony in Singapore. Any person who uploads offensive content online with deliberate intention of wounding the religious or racial feelings of an, any person will be firmly dealt with in this accordance with the law. So that's a blasphemy law. If it's if it's upsetting the cart, you are going to get punished here. And this in particular feels like a mistake from a child rather than somebody who is purposefully going to try to make a statement. Like this blogger, the blogger in the previous story, he's making a statement. Sure, yeah. Um, he doesn't think he's going to get killed, but he's still making a statement. Same thing. I mean, this is different. This is this is just somebody who fucked up as a kid, you know, a teenager, just a kid. This is, I mean, kids rail against authority. All the time. That's part of the developmental stage of being a teenage person. That's how like, they become adults. Right. You have to, you, you can't... It, I wouldn't even want to raise a kid who didn't question authority at that age. Right. You know, you want them to do that because it's sort of it sort of shows they're growing out of this sort of uh, believe everything the authority yeah. figure says and then moves into. Yeah, your plan at that age. Right. The plan at that age, I think, is to be the worst parent you possibly can, because if they rebel against you, then they do the good stuff. Then there you go. So what you want to do is just be a, like a parent who like smokes dope with your kids, does lines off hookers asses, <laughs> things like that. And then your son will be like, screw that. I'm going to read. <laughs> well, then I'm already halfway there. <laughs> I'm going to stay home and watch a documentary. Right. Yeah. There you go. On Netflix. Show you, Dad. I'm going to make something on Minecraft. <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's so crazy because like if you read through like, did you read through any of these comments at all? I don't, this? I don't read comments. No, you're, you're a smarter man. Yeah, I stopped doing that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you go through some of the comments, people are talking about like, not whether he should be punished, but how he should be punished. Like, you know, like the comment that I'm looking at says like, don't charge him as an adult. Instead, give him community service, counseling, put him through a national education program, limit his internet access. Why don't you just say, hey, he's a fucking teenager who wrote things down and stop. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. Why would you want to build a society where you're limiting the – and I know not every society has free speech or values free speech the way ours does. And I, I recognize that, that this is a privileged worldview that I'm speaking from. But of all the things the United States does, one thing it does very, very well is it is fucking straight up crazy aggressive about free speech. Yeah. We don't let anyone fuck with that under any circumstances. You can say the fucking most hate-filled, crazy, Westboro, KKK fucking nonsense, and everybody will stand there and fucking look at you and be like, you're an asshole, but you have a right to say it. And I think there's value there. I think that is something really unique about this country that is truly valuable. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. This story comes from CNN.com. Viral tornado photo. A sign from God? Well, if it is a sign from God, it's the sign of an asshole God. <laughs> In Tulsa, Oklahoma, a uh, tornado ripped through, leveled a whole bunch of shit, killed at least one person. Yeah. This is after a tornado 
rolled through the same area re- relatively recently in Oklahoma and killed like 11 people. Yeah. But there's a fucking telephone pole, mm-hmm. which is in the shape of a cross because right. telephone poles are cross-shaped. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. And it's not destroyed. And so people are like, oh, man, God is with us. Well, God is with us. That's true because he didn't destroy the telephone. It's in the shape of a cross. And when there's a a tornado in like a Muslim country, if you find a croissant roll, that's a <laughs> – that's the symbol that, that Allah is with you. So you I go. think, you know, if it, especially if it's a bakery, there's a good chance. So you know that Allah approved this tornado. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's so a suicide this is a, bombing and all that's left is a crescent roll. This is like God's uh, stamp and triplicate. This is what this is. He's basically saying, I endorse. I, you know, he's like he's like George Bush or Rick Perry. He's like, I, I'm Rick Perry and I approve this message. He's like, I'm God and I left a telephone pole. <laughs> I approve this tornado. <laughs> I approve this massacre. <laughs> I approve this natural disaster. Yeah, that's God. God, if if you were to believe this, God would be no different than any other fucking abusive relationship, yeah, right? It's like right. he beats the shit out of you and then makes you say thank you. <laughs> oh, no. Right? Yeah. It's like he comes down and he's like, hey, hey, look, you're not doing anything. Boom. Right in the fucking nugget. You're like, oh, fuck. Say thank you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Love me more. <laughs> Love me more. Boom, boom, boom. You're right about the uh, that occurring together right i mean this is how t- telephone poles look like crosses i mean it's right? like, it looks like a cross cross shaped thing yeah. is we have them like a cross we have them all across the country right i'll be impressed when when god impales a dog through another dog in a tea <laughs> pad that's when i'll be impressed i'll be like okay there you go god you win there's a dog through another dog Here, here's what would impress me and the one is walking around with the other one on it's, it's like a fucking coat <laughs> and he's walking around be like i'm fucking god all right you win i give i'll give you that Tornado hits a Rubik's Cube factory full, full of, Rubik's of Rubik's Cube. All fucking jumbled. Right? Yeah. And then it hits, and they're all like fucking reassembled just Even right. better. Even better. They're all assembled, but they're all assembled in a cube with that particular facet yeah. out. Yes. A, so a that bigger, they're all blue <laughs> on one side, all red. On yeah. The, yeah. A huge giant cube. Right. All in one cube. It, all of a yeah. sudden, it's just like, oh, man, he fucking tornado reassembled hundreds of Rubik's sure. Cubes yeah. into a single... Even better. Yeah. yeah. Even okay. better. It hits a small town. It hits the graveyard and all the people come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You got me. Or, yeah, okay. or here's all one. All right. Sure. Or God fucking shows up and does something. <laughs> like it's, he's uh, like vacuuming. He's like, what? It's got cyclonic action. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Dyson. What do you want? It would be great, too, if like there was a tornado coming and then a giant celestial hand was like, I just fucking snuffed yeah. it out like a birthday sure. candle and yeah. it was all caught on camera. All caught on right? Multiple cameras. Yes. Many, many, many cameras. And yeah, then like all of a sudden you'd be like 60 cameras. And then like God just writes in the corn, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Then I'd be like, all okay, right. fair enough. All yeah. right. I mean, yeah. you could have just not even had it sure. come toward us though. Sure. You know? Because again, now it's just sort of threatening. You know, it's yeah. like, I'll slap you if you don't. I'll fucking slap the shit out of you. All right, I didn't slap you. you fucking be grateful I didn't slap Thank you. Thank you. you. That's right. I could slap you anytime. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's 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 like looking at a, a fallen down building, right? In another, like when there's an earthquake, and just saying, "Well, uh, God loves us," or something. I mean, yeah, I don't even right. know what you said. This is destruction. This is not a good thing. It's it's a it's a falling down thing, right? Why is that a plot? That they did the same thing with nine eleven. They did they said, right. Oh, there's a cross. Well, there's a fucking million crosses in the building. That's how buildings are made. Yeah, it's a cross. 
great. There's also three thousand corpses. <laughs> what are we gonna? Are we gonna pose them on there? What is it gonna be? One at a time. Everybody gets their picture taken. Is this? Am I some? Am I supposed to look at that and be like, hmm, fair trade? Yeah, yeah. All right, oh, thanks, yeah. guys. I would definitely trade the lives of three thousand fucking people for. A fucking stick crossing another <laughs> stick at a perpendicular angle. Are you kidding yeah. me? It's the most absurd thing ever. It's like, remember when that, when I think it was Wolf Blitzer, but I could be mistaken, interviewed that woman after oh, yeah. the fucking tornado. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, I bet you're saying, thank you, God. And she's like, actually, I'm a fucking atheist. And I'm thinking like, what is there to thank? My house is trash. I, I should thank him when my house isn't trash. Yeah. Right? Like, I should wake up on a fucking random Tuesday afternoon and thank them. That's the other thing, too, right? It's You got out with your life, but everything is gone. Like, all of your shit is gone. So, you got out with your life. Okay, well, why, why should I thank him? He's the dick who fucked my house up. Right. No, like, well, I should be like, oh, that's great. Thanks, God. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for sending a thing at me. Have it destroy me and nearly kill me. Scare the ever-loving fucking shit out of me. <laughs> right. And afterwards be like, oh, that... That was good. That's like that's like having an abusive relationship where they only cut off your pinky. Right. Like, oh, okay, I'm glad I still got these other pointers. Reek, reek, rhymes with leak. <laughs> right? Exactly. It is. It's Reek and Ramsey. Yeah. That's amazing. I said, who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. So this story comes from 3 oh, 693 Toes Talk. <laughs> you almost got it. You're close. I feel like I nailed it. It's 3aw.com AU. Yeah. Wait, yeah. .com.au? Why? Is that a thing? No. Okay. Australia is not really a thing. Priest sparks outrage at Melbourne. 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 I said it right, Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> I've, I've been hanging out with Jake. He tells me what the, these things, and it's Melbourne. That's just lazy pronunciation. You're just skipping things. Melbourne. No. No. Okay. But just no. It's the Melbourne identity. No, we live okay. in Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Pre-Sparks outrage at Melbourne Primary School over comments relating to Jill Meager's rape and murder. Um, Catholic priest sparked outrage. Yes, we know. That's the first line. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when they fucking use the, the, the article yeah, to repeat sure. the headline. It's well, the, when the Daily Mail does it, they literally have to because the entire tar- title is yeah, the article. It's fucking lazy writing. Um, anyway, he said that it's, it's basically her fault that if she had been more faith-filled, she would have been home in bed and not walking down Sydney Road at 3 a.m. when she was raped and murdered. Well, it's basically saying, well, she, you know, if she was a better person, if she was better and more pious and at home, I wouldn't blame her for being a victim. Sure. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's basically casting aspersions on her character to say, like, look, I mean, there's a certain kind of person, winkity, wink, 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 who's walking down Sydney Road at 3 a.m., and those are the kinds of people that get raped and murdered. Yeah. So my dad used to say when I was growing up, um, nothing good happens after midnight. Right? Yeah, he right. used to say that yeah. all the time. And he'd be and and so that that whole idea is basically saying that no matter what, when you go out after a certain point in, in time at night, that you're looking for trouble. Yeah, you're, you're blaming the victim. Right, you know, and that's, that's all there is. Yeah. And why don't we have streets where it's okay to walk around? I mean, what do, 
who cares if you're walking around at three in the morning? Yeah, whatever she's doing, it's her fucking it's her business. business, right? She has a right to do it without being raped and murdered. Like you have a right to do whatever you're doing. Yeah. What I don't care what it is that you're doing. You always have a right to do that thing. As long as it's not breaking the law. What, yes, but you always have a right to do that thing without being raped and murdered. Okay, like there is enough. no thing fair that you're doing. Enough. What if you're raping and murdering? Well, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, then carry the four. Oh, the math works. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. I see what you did there. But like, it, and is this a society we want to justify? Is this a society we're like, yeah, we're building a just society. But in this just society that I'm building, uh, we want to make sure that people walking at 3 a.m. are raped and murdered. Because you, what, you, what you're basically saying is like she had it coming. Well, yeah. then. Then I, I could like you could just troll the streets. It's fucking like after what time is it that that it's the fucking what's that movie? The Purge. The I was purge. I was thinking the exact yeah. same thing. And like after twelve, it's the Purge until six. Right. And then if you, <laughs> what if I have to get up and go to the gym at five forty five? Fuck you. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes of chaos, bitch. <laughs> right? Let's hope you can make it. That's it. You're gonna be breathing heavy when you get to that gym. You yeah. know. Okay. I, can you imagine being like the mayor of Melbourne and you're just like. <laughs> Or whatever. I don't know if you have a mayor or a governor or a fucking yeah. high priest. They have a they have a hamburger who runs it. He's got a cheese in between. It's like, I am the mayor of Melbourne. Yeah. He's got a little suit on. Yeah. Whatever fucking unit of government they have over there. Fucking they have, well for the every for of... every governor we have, they have like two and a half governors. So like they have, they have to govern by committee. There you so, go. Okay. Yeah. So so you've got your committee of elders or whatever, like your <laughs> your shaman. I don't know. I don't know. Is it? And you're just like, okay, we gotta have, we gotta, you know, we gotta put some promotional fucking tourist materials out there to get people to come to our city. So it should read like, welcome to Melbourne. Be home by twelve, or we'll rape you. Yeah. <laughs> you're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh, my God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. This story comes from Huffington Post. Uh, Cardinal Raymond Burke. Gays and remarried Catholics are just as sinful as murderers. Well, then your idea of sin is a meaningless idea with no distinctions or graduation so who cares about it i think i think this is really interesting um they talk in this story about how this guy basically equates murderers to gay people right right i think that that might be a real problem with a lot of the people who don't like gays right because they treat these sin as e these sins as equal in, for example, in Indiana, that pizza company or whatever was – they yeah. said that mm -hmm. they didn't want to serve a gay wedding, although I don't know who orders pizza who, for a gay wedding. That. But in any case, regardless, they still said they wouldn't do it. They right. went out of their way to tell people that they right. wouldn't do it, right? No one's asking. Um, and they got $200,000 out of it uh, because somebody started a Kickstarter for them after, oh, after really? their, uh, their business was completely trolled on Yelp. <laughs> By a bunch of people, they they went they somebody started a Kickstarter and they mm -hmm. sent money to them and whatever, and uh, it's funny free market fight. It's funny in one of these one of these uh, posts, somebody had sent a gay person and sent them twenty dollars and said, "I don't agree with" because they were getting death threats. Okay, so that's wrong. I think I think the threats to burn your building down and the no, threats for that wrong. that's that's completely out of line. Uh, I actually really don't even agree with the. I mean, I, I agree with. You know, leaving them a one star review on Yelp or whatever, because who gives a shit about Yelp? And I would, if I was looking through Yelp, I would want to see, you know, if there's a bigoted organization. Sure. How um, else are you going to so know? I don't think that that's a big deal. But I think that when you, you, you're out of line when you call them on the phone and, and, and be, 
you know, either you order pizzas that don't show up or things, you know what I mean? Whatever yeah, it is right. that you're doing to sort of hurt them or troll yeah, I them. I, I don't, you don't get to do that. But the person said, I apologize for these people doing this. I don't agree with what they did. And somebody had put uh, – taken that tweet or whatever and put it in, and they were a right-wing site and they put – and they said, see, this is what equal tolerance is like. And I'm thinking, wait, wait, wait. Your business was not tolerant. There's no tolerance there. This person is being magnanimous and saying you can yeah, have whatever right. views you want and I'm willing to give you $20 because somebody fucking did something in my name that I don't agree with. But there's no tolerance there. There's no back and forth there. And the same thing is occurring here when these people are saying the sins are equal. When these sins – we say that these sins are the same thing. Okay, if that's the case, then why is it that I don't have to prove that I'm not a murderer in that state to not get a cake at a wedding or to get flowers? Sure, right. Why don't I have to do that? Why don't I? Why? Why? Why is it that you only choose gay people? Why don't you say we don't serve ex-cons, rapists, murderers, anybody who's been charged with drugs, etc.? Yeah. I'll search your Adulterers. name on the. I'll search your name on the child sex database before I, I provide flowers for your wedding. Why don't we ever hear those sorts of stories? Maybe they exist. Maybe I'm. You know, there, there's a possibility that somebody out there every time somebody comes in to order flowers for a wedding they search the child sex database maybe they do yeah maybe but i never hear about that i never hear about that what happens is is you show up and they don't like you they don't like you because you're gay their mindset is i can't differentiate between these two sins these two sins are the same thing when i read this i was like if you don't if if you're unable to create a graduated scale of crimes in your mind a graduated scale of morality if everything is a yes or no, it is or it's not. And if it is, it's equally – it all falls in the wrong category. Like I only – I live in a world that only has two buckets, right and wrong. Then you are a fucking idiot. Yeah. And your worldview is a useless worldview. If you have – if you honestly think that all questions of morality are either black or white that you, and you are unable to differentiate gray area or to ascribe – you know, if, if I can look at you and I can say with all honesty that I don't understand the difference between murdering one person or ordering the murder of six million people, that they are the equally wrong, that they are they are co-equivalent, then you are a fucking fool. You're a fool of a took. Like, I have no interest in this. Like, you've lost me. It's not even a conversation any longer. I just I fucking walk away. You're a fucking dog barking. That's demonic, everybody. It is absolutely demonic. Sir, it comes from the Telegraph, which I think we got fucking yelled at for using the Telegraph. Did we? Too. I don't know. We get yelled at for using, or was it the Independent? Maybe it was the Independent. I don't know. I don't know. We, we got got yelled at for, I don't know these papers. Right. Whatever. They're not. It's fucking, if it says UK on, I normally trust it better than any source we have. <laughs> if, it say, if it looks like it's going to be funny. It's going to make yeah. it here. And I'll tell you what, <clears throat> this story, beware demonic crisps. Yeah. Crisps, by the way, mean potato chips yeah, for they, they real mean, people. Yeah. Um, that warns Polish organization. Conservative Catholic organization in Poland warns parents to be on their guard against demonic crisps. Um, they're, man. They're dangerously demony. That's the, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the problem is that, that, that Cheetos dust. So this is like. There's Cheetos skeletons, Cheetos demons, and Cheetos vampires. Wampery. Yeah, they have, right, because it's in Polish, so. Wampery. It, it's skeletory, demony, and vampiri or whatever. Wampery. Wampery. I'm going to call it wampery. You can call it wampery. Yeah. That's yeah. good. But I think they, I think in Poland, don't they use the W and the V just Doesn't matter. It's like Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. right. It's wampery. Okay. I'm yeah. good with that. It's like Kotbular. <laughs> It's pronounced cotballer. Thank you. Cotballer. 
Yeah, these things are great. This is like, could you imagine if you if you knew someone who is like afraid of jack o' lanterns, like literally afraid? Because this is what this is, yeah, right? This is the same it's thing. a you you created a thing. It's like being scared of gingerbread. <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like that guy who thought that uh, that snowmen like were uh, sensual. Yeah, remember that that yeah mula yeah was the mula like, was like yeah. yeah don't make snowmen because it make you fucking want to jerk off on them yeah, like, create like, a snow cone or something <laughs> like yeah like everything everything like I don't want to live in a world that I'm so afraid to live in like somebody's like Do you want some Cheetos first of all the answer is yes. <laughs> I will only eat Cheetos if they come out of a giant fifty-five gallon barrel. That's Here, the only way I eat Cheetos. Here's the thing. Cheetos are already kind of shaped like gnarly dicks. Yeah, they are. Right? Little tiny. And yeah, I like... still would eat them. Yeah. I don't care at all. There's nothing you could shape it like. Yeah. There's nothing. You could shape it like my fucking mom getting fucked by a donkey. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I would eat. I would eat. <laughs> and it could be. <laughs> I would put them in a bowl and put milk on them. Are you kidding me? I would pour them into a bowl at a party with a bowl that says, my mom getting fucked by a donkey. Like Tijuana Donkey Show Cheetos. (laughs) They coat those things in MSG dust. Yeah, and they're like, it's like a white cheddar. So... (laughs) They're cream-filled Cheetos. Oh, no. (laughs) They're like combos. They had combos have been redesigned with a dude at either end. <laughs> they didn't even have to rename it. <laughs> I remember 150 years ago, I worked at a Burger King and they had chicken tenders. And then Jurassic Park came, came out. Came out as dinosaurs. And they shaped the chicken tenders like dinosaurs. They're amazing. And I remember. Thinking it was so appalling to the chicken <laughs> gave its life to be turned into food. Yeah, well, but then it's somebody more like, like a sludge. But yeah, yeah, but then somebody was like, "No, let's shape." It'd be like if you fucking killed me. We're like, "I'm gonna eat you," but first I'm gonna shape you like a cooler version of you. I'm gonna turn you into a T Rex and eat you. It's all. It's yeah. like. Really? Like, we're worried about what the shape... We should be worried about the fact that you're eating Cheetos. Yeah. It's the shape of the thing. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. I ate those fucking chicken tenders. I didn't turn into a fucking dinosaur. You turned into a velociraptor and you killed your dad with your teeth. I didn't even turn into a paleontologist. (laughs) (laughs) Or a meteorologist. I I turned into an amateur paleontologist. I turned into Newt Gingrich. I didn't turn into New Gingrich. I just gained his girth. Yeah, I was just say same so, basic body type. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Yeah. Barrel shaped. <laughs> we believe we're moving into a supernatural season where, if needed, God will multiply food. I have seen God multiply food more than one time when I was cooking. I mean, when my kids were little, they were always bringing their friends into the house, and I remember, you know, spooning out spaghetti or whatever, just praying in the spirit over that, and God just made more and more and more. This is awesome. This is from the Raw story. Christian minister claims her gift of prophecy allows her to predict movie plots. Um, so that's that's a pretty awesome gift God <laughs> has bestowed upon her. When when God was doling out the gifts and he was like, all right, you, you get to walk on water, you get to raise the dead, um, you actually know whether the, 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 the top falls over at the end of Inception. That's yeah. your... <laughs> That's your gift. Like you get to, you're the definitive source on Inception. There's That's- a Family Guy where 
all the people touch like toxic sludge, all the main characters, and they all get superpowers. And everybody has like these crazy superpowers that are like really good, except for Meg. <laughs> Meg has the powers to grow her nails a little longer. <laughs> That's all she can do. It's like me like, oh, they could grow a little bit. And they grow li- like six inches. That's the best she could do is That's six it. inches. And she'll scratch you on the arm. That's the worst <laughs> she can do. And that's what I think when I think of this woman. It, she allow, it, it allows her to see these movie plots and guess movie plots. And she's in the she's in uh, Titanic with her husband. I think the boat's going to sink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Will you, will you touch by an angel? Well, listen, listen to her claim. This is her. Wait, no, in Titanic, she, she turns to her husband and says, I think his heart's going to go on. <laughs> wait, 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 there's more. And on. <laughs> So this is from the article. She explained that she felt her first ingling of her prophetic abilities at the Benny Hinn revival in Houston after accepting an anointing from Hinn. Hey, oh. Hey, hey. She claims she collapsed. Quote, is it, I, is it a happy ending anointing? <laughs> well, is it, that what that is? Not that far off. Yeah, she collapsed afterwards. She's almost in the glory hole. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I was in the throne room. Well, that's what we call she's it. Making a, she's making a schlocking sound. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling no pain. I was literally in the throne room at the feet of Jesus. I began to weep and say, Lord, this is everything I have ever wanted. I don't want to go back. Don't send me back. <laughs> don't send me back. And he said to Becca, you have a husband. You have a daughter. You have more children. Jesus. And she's like, don't send me back. Don't send me back there. It sucks back there. I don't want to go. Yeah. I don't want to go. And she says later on, I'm really good at going to movies. <laughs> well, you can't be bad at it. <laughs> no, you could. You just talk the whole time. You get kicked out every time. Right. You never turn your cell phone off. Well, that'd be really bad at when staying you, at the movies. When you eat popcorn, it flies out of your mouth <laughs> onto the person in front of you. You're like fucking, you're like Oscar the Groucher. <laughs> no, you're Cookie, Cookie Monster. Monster. <laughs> 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 just shooting all over the place. because you don't have yeah. a fucking esophagus <laughs> you're just a sock that someone is filling with cookies you're not actually swallowing the cookies that's amazing i wonder if during the godfather she's like i wonder if he's gonna make him an offer he can't refuse <laughs> what are you fucking predicting it's fredo it was fredo, it's fredo all the time it was fredo she also had other predictions though she predicted the killer bees would come to the u.s um, and then when she goes to the movie, she predicts the ending of the movie. Yeah. So here's how the I killer bees it. inexorable northward march. Right. She was able to view that trajectory, look at a map, and say, "Yes, we are north." <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking played. Here's how I believe her about the movies. She goes sees Highlander one opening night. And then she turns to her husband and says, "I think they're all from the planet Zeist." <laughs> then I'll believe her. Yeah, that's it. I won't believe her until then. Actually, she'd have to go back in time to prove that to me, so that wouldn't work. But there's got to be a way that she could – maybe she'll she, – she comes out of the first Matrix, and then she says the next two are going to be utter shit. That's yeah, what- there you go. There you go. <laughs> she walks out, and she the, her prediction is like, they'll make two sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Neither don't. will be watchable. Just don't. <laughs> We're going to get so much mail about that. Matrix show is so good. You guys missed it. <laughs> Oh my god, guys, uh, you understand the fucking amazingness of Matrix 3. I'm unsubscribing to your podcast. <laughs> Here's a YouTube comment. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah. Don't mix were awesome. 
Those mechs are the worst, stupidest <laughs> mechs I've ever seen. Why would you build it with your flesh hanging out? I know, it's like all open in the front. Wait, like, what are you thinking? It's 2015, we figured out body armor no on kidding. our police. And God. they build a fucking mech and they're like, yeah, let's have the fleshy, juicy bits right in the front. Could you imagine? I mean, you've seen Japanimation at that point. You know what a fucking mech looks like. Why would you have drones? Why wouldn't it be entirely remote controlled? Make half of them and make this the human, the Oreo part in the center. I know. <laughs> Smash them between each other. Better have the human controlling it from twenty miles away. <laughs> you should. It should all be remote control. Why should you even show up? It's I like, know. Yeah. Why would you like? Hey, you want to have a fight? Wait a minute. I could send a robot to fight you <laughs> from my house. <laughs> That's better for me. You know what they should have done is just make, instead of making the mechs, just make a thicker shield around you. <laughs> you clearly time. have the ore. Doesn't that, doesn't that also like when you're like ordering the guys to make the mechs, if you're the shield, people would be like, you have so little faith in my shield. Because like, <laughs> this is a backup plan for when my shield when inevitably shield fails. fails. They had so many mechs. They, really, they knew that shield was failing. It is just like. You might as well just not even make the shield, just make more mechs. It's just like. Hey, we made a shield. Oh. Mm. Yeah, listen. Uh, great shield. Uh, Bill, make a lot of mechs. It's Look, like, we're going to need lots of mechs. It's like they, they, they some guy who's really tr- just very bad at SimCity and planning. Right? He was in charge there. How yeah. should we reload these mechs? <laughs> Wheelbarrows of ammunition run around by children. Just have, wait a minute. That's, that's literally the least efficient. <laughs> Just, I forgot because I only saw that movie one time because he was only able to sit through that movie one time. But I forgot that there were real belts full of ammunition. What a terrible it's idea! So bad. Oh, what a terrible idea! I took a day off of work to see those. Did movies. you really? I did. I wish I'd gone to work, and I hated my job. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the second one was was bad, but the third one was the worst. I know we disagree on that. I think you think the second one is worse than the. The third one, but I think that the the, the the third one is the worst. Yeah, one. but it's like, do you want someone to step on your right nut or left nut? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna get so much mail. But this is gonna be amazing. Oh, uh, I wonder if this woman predicted that Roseblood was his sled <laughs> at the end of <laughs> Citizen Kane. Also, again, though, again, great power from an omniscient being. I can't think of anything no, less kidding, useful. Like other people can like raise motherfuckers from the dead, right? And that's and and that she's saying like that that what this movie has done not only has it made her good at going to the movies but it makes her a pain in the ass because she says this is going to happen this <laughs> is going to happen this is gonna, like and it. her husband says basically shut the fuck up I'm trying to go to the movie <laughs> I'm trying to watch a movie here you want answers I think I'm entitled you want answers I want the truth you can't handle the truth. Speaking of bad planning. Bad planning, indeed. The story comes from Huffington Post. I'll tell you what, the Indiana governor was the governor in fucking Matrix Land. You know? <laughs> right? he's, he's, like, he's a bad planner. Like, uh, how should we refill these, uh, Mayor? Mm, I don't know. Wheelbarrows of ammunition. Wheelbarrows full of dirty needles. Can yeah. we do that? <laughs> so Indiana shut down its rural Planned Parenthood clinics, and as a result, they got an HIV outbreak. Yeah, because they weren't able to test. Well, the, the, the thing is that when you get rid of essential fucking health resources, there's right. fucking health consequences, sure. right? It's not like, you know, they shut down Planned Parenthood as if Planned Parenthood just does abortions. And this particular outlet 
didn't do abortions. Right. But yeah. but they but Planned Parenthood as an organization gets treated like it's a fucking abortion factory. Like sure. it's like fucking Chrysler just spitting out fucking fetuses. When all you day. go in, there's like a Denny's like menu. You can choose what kind of abortion you want. I would like the I'd like the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity abortion, please. <laughs> I don't even know what they do, and I don't want to know. I'm actually curious about the the Belgian abortion yeah. with the strawberries. Can I get the... the moons over my abortion? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if an abortion came with a side of bacon, I'd consider getting. Sure, it. yeah, I'd probably get one every morning. Right, yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, what's there to be surprised about, right? Like, so Planned Parenthood gets demonized all the time as being basically an organization that exists to perform only one service, and so. They get they get this hellacious pushback all the time, but really Planned Parenthood provides fucking essential services to people without means. Yeah. That's what they do. And they do it very capably across the country. And when you take like when you just fucking shut them down, it's like all of a sudden people are like, Where do I go to get fucking STD tests? Nowhere, it turns out. Yeah. So then who gets STDs? Nobody. All the people get the STDs, but they don't even fucking know it. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they don't know it. And so there's no outlet for them to actually do it. So then they just pass it on to other human beings. And so constantly what you have is this, this, uh, you know, constant passing on of this disease to other people because they have no way to be informed about it. When, it, when there was an avenue to actually be informed about it before. Right. Right. It's, what, a, what an incredibly short-sighted, poorly planned move. So we want to thank all of our patrons, of course. We're super appreciative of all of our patrons. And we want to thank specifically the newest patrons, Eric, Margaret, David, Mike, Suzanne, Rebecca, and Dave, Dave G., Stephen, Nathaniel, Rob, Richard, Emily, Mike, Jamie, David, A., Ron, Matthias, and Les, thank you all so very much for your generous donations. We're super appreciative of everybody who donates. The, the show – uh, is legitimately a lot of work, and we're happy that when people recognize and, and, and give us their hard-earned dollars to show that they appreciate the show. So thank you all very much. Yeah, it makes it so much easier to do this show when, you know, really this has become kind of a second job for yeah. both of us. We want to thank Shane and Ian also for donating on PayPal. Uh, they did a one-time donation through PayPal, and we want to thank them for the, for their generous donations as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Tom, we got an interesting message from Bookie McBookerson. Great name, by the way. I love that. That's great. Huge fan of Bookie McBookerson. Bookie McBookerson has a question for us about banning of books. So Bookie says that they're a a librarian in a large public library network. um, And um, basically there's the the book How to Raise Up a Child. um, That's the beating book, right? Yeah, it's the beating book. It's a – or to train up a child. The, the name of the book is to train up a child. It's the it's the parenting book that advises yeah, that you lay in the beats kids. Down. Yeah, yeah lay in like, the beats. and specifically prescribes like which kinds of implements sure. you beat yeah, your children like rods with. and things. Yeah, yeah. And so then the question here is is should the book be withheld uh, from circulation or should the book be put out in circulation? Wow. And that's a that's not an easy question. What a great question. And uh, so. So I got to tell you, my initial thought, my initial thought when I read this was absolutely the book is the book is a, a degenerate book for assholes that that leads directly to the abuse of children. And it has no other purpose other than to justify the uh, abuse of children by religious means. But I have a hard time squaring that it's a real conundrum because I have a hard time squaring that with my my feeling that we don't 
get to decide which ideas are dangerous. That is not that's not my job as a librarian. That's not the job of a library system is to identify dangerous ideas and withhold from the public those ideas. And I think of the two, I feel like I lean more in the direction of I don't want to give you or me or anyone else the authority to decide which ideas are too dangerous to be put out for mass consumption. What about proper ratios on how to build a truck bomb? A book on that. Well, you know, okay. But here's the thing. When I was a kid, I checked out the anarchist cookbook from the library. I had to order it. And then they, they got it for me, though. And I got it. And I was You're like, on a watch list. I'm on all the watch lists. <laughs> I checked it out from the I checked out the anarchist cookbook from the library, and I don't know how bullshit that book is, sure, yeah. or how bullshit that Whatever, book yeah. isn't, right? But it's kind of in the same vein, right? I don't feel like I want any government body, whether it's the library, the local government is represented by the library, or whatever, deciding which ideas are dangerous for me. Ideas. Do I think it's reasonable if you check out the anarchist cookbook or how to build a truck bomb? Do I think it's reasonable for you to maybe somebody keeps an eye on you? I don't know, man. Maybe that's a reasonable. Maybe that's a second question that needs to be asked. And I don't know that I have the answer because I haven't given it enough thought. Yeah. I I don't like the idea of of somebody deciding which ideas I get to read. It's hard because you you, – what's the metric for danger? Yeah. What is it? Because clearly in both those examples, someone's being hurt. Right. Right. It's it's in in, in both of those examples. It's probably going to be innocent people. Right. Especially I'm talking about the truck bomb right. one. Right. Yeah. Not talking about right. an anarchist book cookbook. I'm saying like. Yeah. But the truck bomb and the train up your child. And they're yeah. both being in, 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 innocent yeah. people could be injured. So how do we protect those people from someone who who might, you know, what if there was a, you know, how to do Columbine? book out there that told you what guns you needed to do, how you needed to block the doors, how you needed to dress that day, how you needed to take over the office first so that they couldn't make announcements, whatever it is that you have to do to make a a successful tactical Columbine work, right? What if that book existed? I don't know if it does, it may, but if that book existed, is that a worthwhile book that you would want to ban? Um, Our ideas, I don't know. These are great questions. If you have a thought, Post it on our on our uh, on the blog for this particular episode. Maybe we'll be able to uh, to put something together with that. Maybe reading a few things in the future. But it's a question that I'm not sure about. I don't know. I personally am like you. I I, I err on the side of personal freedom. I say, you know what? We should be able to choose what we decide is is going to be dangerous. And the and the pro- provisions that we put in place to protect ourselves, like the police station and the the bomb scanners and the things that we use to try to protect ourselves in our daily life, should be sufficient. That should be enough to protect us. DCFS should be enough to protect the children. This should be a thing that we use. And DCFS and other humans that pay attention to this sort of thing should be enough to protect the – you know, if you saw your sister-in-law had that book, would you not pay closer attention to her? Would you not not immediately say, hmm, maybe I'll make a call to DCFS if I notice something? I know I would. Sure. I know if right. I came across one of my relatives or my, my in-laws having that book, I would think twice. I would say, oh, maybe I will go swimming next week to see if they have giant bruises on their back. You know, sure, right. those sorts of things. Yeah. So so I think that there should be enough protections around us to help protect us already. Do I need to put another layer in there to make sure that I'm even more protected and give up my liberties? I don't know that I need to do that. You know what occurs to me is your argument about guns that I think is a powerful argument where – you said, look, if we want our guns, we have to decide, we have to know that the price for having those guns is dead people. Yeah. Right? There's going to be a dead people. Yeah. You've got to pay that. and The, the blood has got to get paid. Yeah. 
And I think that the same is true. The, the price for the price for this kind of liberty, the liberty of open ideas, the unlimited liberty of ideas, maybe there is a price for that, too. Yeah. And and maybe there's some prices that are worth paying. I don't know. I, I need to think about that this a little is more. Re- it's a really interesting question. We're yeah. glad you brought it up. Uh, it, clearly, I don't have an answer, but maybe people will have a better, more thought out answer on our on our website. So go to episode 218 and leave a comment. Uh, or you could leave a comment on the Facebook uh, page for this particular episode. We got a message from Wolf, and Wolf says, um, there's hundreds of reasons not to, th- uh, or to think Obama is one of the worst presidents ever. Adding to your list, drone strikes, double taps, his war on drugs, his capitulating to the Republicans on everything on the vain hope that maybe this time they will like him, though admittedly uh, six years later he's finally realizing that maybe that's not going to work. He's not doing so much for blacks for fear of being criticized and so on. Uh, He says that all those things make him a terrible president. The Republicans still make up thousands of bullshit reasons to hate him. And I ask myself why – uh, do they make up stuff to hate him when there are so many real reasons? And it hit me. It's because they actually like the real shitty things he does, uh, mo- uh, which are most of the reasons we hate him. Uh, so I think that that's a, that's a good and accurate portrayal. There's a lot of things that he's – the war on drugs, absolutely. The war on immigrants is another thing that he's, that he's sort of uh, – I know that he's changing his stance now. But early on, especially through most of his presidency, it's, it was pretty abysmal. So I think – I think that there's, uh, you know, there's lots of reasons that you need to look at him and say that you know, he's not the fucking second coming. Sure, yeah. I think a lot of people on the left are uh, loath to be critical of uh, their guy. Everybody has that yeah. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. You know? They don't want to be critical of their guy. Um, and, a, and a lot of us on the left feel like he's not left enough. And that's really the problem. Yeah. Like, we're like, hey, you're too centrist and too far right on a lot of these issues. Yeah. But it's like – Man, you're probably still better than Romney would have been. So, yeah. But I don't want to fall into the lesser of two evils. Can't. Yeah. We got a message. Uh, this is from Drake, Tom, and it's about vaccines. So Drake says, OK, uh, so, boys, I'm quickly writing this at work while listening. It is playing as I type with big, goofy thumbs. It's episode 211. You're asking why vaccines that the parents of kids with autism are holding to. Well, as a parent with a son with autism, I can tell you it's not just the MMR vaccine. It's the heavy metals that preserve the live viruses and all of the shots. I'm looking for the chelating results this weekend from a decade ago that showed high levels of mercury, lead, and the highest was aluminum. He's fully vaccinated. His younger sister is too. Always vaccinate for the greater good, but do a little homework and look at the spike of autism rate skyrocket and when they add more vaccines. That's a huge red flag. Doesn't prove a damn thing, but it does make you question. Also, there's nothing out there in the research that points out why there are so many cases. When um, I just wanted, to, I want to say, Drake, thank you so much for the email. First of all, um, but there is a tremendous amount of research as to why there is a spike in the number of autism cases, and the biggest reason um, is that we are now diagnosing autism differently and better and earlier than ever before. Autism has probably always existed, but it was never identified. It was never. Um, it's a spectrum disorder, right? And so it, autism for a long time was not identified properly. It wasn't screened for early. Um, and when you begin uh, looking for disease or looking for um, uh, these things at an earlier age and you raise public awareness, you're going to find more of them. You're going to find a hell of a lot more of them. And there was a very good article I just read uh, the other day in Forbes, actually, that attributed almost all of the rise in autism. Um, over 90% of the rise in autism is attributed to just finding it earlier. 
And that's it. Um, so there's no evidence that it's the heavy metals um, that are preserving the live viruses and the shots. There's no evidence that that is. It's been studied. There's yeah. no evidence. Yeah. Um, so we don't get to say that until there's evidence. If there's evidence, then we get to say that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk then yeah. for sure. But there is there's no evidence at all that the heavy metals cause autism. First of all, there's no metal there's no evidence that heavy metals cause autism, much less that the heavy metals in these shots, right? So you've got two barriers you've got to cross to make that claim. I want to apologize um to uh Unbelievers Radio because we totally fucking dropped the ball and did not mention that we were on their podcast. We mentioned that we were oh, going to no. be on their podcast. We didn't mention when we did it. But we forgot to mention that we did it and we were on their show. So I'm going to post a link to Unbelievers Radio, the particular show that we were on. And I want to play for you a clip. This clip played while we were on the show and they were told us that we couldn't talk during the breaks because they ran a live show. And we couldn't help but laugh at this clip because it's amazing. So I'm going to play this clip for you. This is from Unbelievers Radio. They edited this and put this together. We think it's great. So we're just going to play it. I mean, you're going to hell right now. And you're needing God to work the miracle for you. But God will not only hear, but God will answer my prayers. The prayer of faith for you, for God to work in your family. And that's this, and God is using this thing, and God is a prayer answering God. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. amazing. They were funny guys. We had a great time. Oh, I apologize because it just slipped my mind. It we wound up hitting in such a weird time. We had rec- we had planned on recording that night. We didn't record that yeah. night because we recorded with them instead and went a little late. And so we wound up recording the next night, and it, it just slipped our mind because it wasn't out yet. And then when it came out, we had recorded like two days afterwards. But again, it was like a couple days yeah, after. It's just and a just, timing thing. Just yeah. a timing thing. So I'm really sorry, but we were on Unbelievers Radio. We didn't mean to be dicks and not fucking post it. So it's posted now, episode 218. If you want to listen to it, please, we encourage you to go listen to it. We sound terrible because it's live, but yeah, it's still right. fun because they're funny guys. Yeah, I was going to say, fun time. We had a really fun time and on they were show, funny. And they were really great. They were funny. There was some yeah. really funny lines that were thrown out there. I was laughing a lot throughout. It was a, it was a really fun recording. Yeah. It was a good session. I We made a mistake um, recently, a couple mistakes I made. I think it was... Uh, I don't remember exactly. Maybe it was 216. I made a couple mistakes. The first was uh, the percentages of Christian people was high. I had found it after a quick Google search, but I think that the article was from a while ago. It wasn't from, I think that said July, but it did. Uh, this person found a more recent article that said it's 70% of people are Christian, not 83 like I had quoted. I also said, I think in that same episode, that Reagan started the war on drugs. That's not true. Right. He reinvigorated the war on drugs. Nixon started the war on drugs. So I wanted to make those two corrections. I apologize. I When I was looking up why Reagan was good, it was the war on drugs were listed, but I didn't realize that he just reinvigorated. He's the one who put a lot of money into it and did. Right. You know, he also did the this is your brain on drugs. Yeah, too. that was Nancy's yeah. push. That was a big thing for yeah. Nancy Reagan. Yeah. We got an image. This is from uh, this image is from Scott, and he showed us an image. This is of Dallas Fort Worth area, and um, see what see what you think this looks like. <laughs> um, we're just gonna put a map this map up. You go ahead and, and see what you think uh, this looks like. I'm I'm not gonna say, but we're gonna put Scott's image out here on uh, on episode two eighteen. Tom, we got a message about um, difficulties with computers from <laughs> this Carolyn. Is, this is great. 
Um, she said that she used to live in the Dominican Republic, a very poor country where no one really uses computers. There are a few cyber cafes for foreigners, but the power can go out at any minute for an <laughs> indeterminate amount of time. So people don't really bother with computers. Gee, I wonder why. Anyway, I was there with a 40-ish-year-old British woman once who had clearly never used a computer, but she wanted to send an email back to the UK. So I was trying to teach her how to double-click. I never realized that double-clicking takes even a minute amount of dexterity. <laughs> and I was almost rolling on the floor laughing as she would click once, move the mouse about a foot away, wait 15 seconds, <laughs> and do her second click. She absolutely couldn't click twice any faster or without moving the mouse. Some huge amount. <laughs> that sounds like my mom. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, it's terrific. Thank you so much for setting that. That's We got a message from Chris, and Chris says, I just recently discovered your podcast from Thinking Atheist. We want to thank everybody who's come over from Thinking Atheist. Welcome. We're happy that you're here. All the people who hate us from Thinking Atheist, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> it says, I can't get enough uh, of your show. And he says, uh, by the way, I have no idea where all the glory hole jokes came from. Uh, so wanted to mention a couple of things quickly. Uh, we also got another message from someone who said that they didn't like that we put like glory hole stuff and weird stuff in between each one of the, the, the stories. So I want to mention a couple things for any newcomers just really quickly. Yeah. The, the pieces that are in between each of the stories, uh, those are indicators of what's coming up next. So if there's a separation of church and state story, especially with school, sometimes I'll play uh, the Skinner quote where he's like, he says something, atheists in schools, or if there's a gay one, sometimes I'll do the proud whopper yeah. or I'll do the, uh, the, my son's going to turn gay Homer Simpson bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll do, I'll do things like that. Whenever there's a Muslim one, I'll take the Muslim call to prayer. We did uh, uh, in the past, we had a Muslim call to prayer contest where people called in and did their Muslim call to prayer. And some people, one person in particular said, instead of saying, Allah Akbar said long black cock. And so that gets played on occasion. Some people have riffed off that idea and played uh, Black Betty, which is a long black cock song. Right. And so those sort of things morph. Also, the glory hole initially started as someone saying, hey, uh, I got a little jingle for you. And they sang a song that goes and this was actually sung to us at Skepticon at right. a table. Uh. We were in the middle of of, uh, of a bar, and they all sang to us, "Who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole?" It's Jesus, but they sang it pretty right. well and in they tune. Did a, they yeah, did, they did a, a fine, fine job, job at yeah. Skepticon. So there's a jingle that we play, "Who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole?" Is Jesus, and we started playing it, and then people started saying, "Hey, you know what you should use is your instead of where Rush Limbaugh says great show, people don't say great show, they say ditto on his show." Uh, people should instead to shorthand, we love your show, they should say glory hole. And so that's where the shorthand of glory hole comes from when people say glory hole to us. But then there's also the, the clips we play in between where people have gone on that riff and sent us clips about glory hole songs and all these glory hole stuff. And it's, it's actually the name of our corporation is glory hole studios because of that. Right. It's a, we have nothing. The best part is like every good thing that has happened in my life. We've had nothing to do with it. Right. Right? I just am tangentially related. Yeah. It turned out well. Yeah. I take the credit. Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. 
here's a Glory Hole Concerto. This one is from Elvis. So we're going to play it very close, very quickly for you. Glory Hole, Glory Hole, where we blow on his pole till he fires off his load. Oh, we don't want no more religion, not even a tiny spigeon. Listen to Christopher Hitchens. Real atheists never lie. No, we can't deny you. Here is the great Messiah dripping with wet saliva. Genuflect that you have got the makings of a money shot. So open wide and blow. Now we worship the Lord, fluff him up till he's hard, stick it through. So down on your knees to Jesus, yes, there is a wall between us. Wrap them around his sacred green is here at the glory. That's going to be on our credit cards. My God, that's amazing. That is, yeah, we, I cannot wait to pay that's for awesome. things with a card that says Glory Hole. I get mail to Glory Hole Studios yeah, Glory Hole all Studios. the time. Yeah, it's great. Cracks me up. That's Every awesome. time I get it, my yeah. wife just shakes her head like, yeah. It's hole saws mainly. It's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, just, it's like Ryobi sending you stuff in the mail. Just, all I get is tarp ads. That's yeah. just <laughs> tarps and mops, tarps, duct tape. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Tom, we got a message. This is from Nathaniel. He sent us a poem, and there's two poems, one that was written by you and one that was written by him, and we're going to read them both. So, Tom, why don't you read both of these poems? Yeah, so Nathaniel was kind enough to share his work, and we kind of had a little uh, exchange. It was very kind of you. Thank you. So he wrote, uh, Women of Islam. They live in shadows, told they're free, not by birth, though by decree, brought into this world, prescribed a cut, to live a life, to live in a rut. Many tell us this isn't torture. We mustn't offend. It's purely culture. Covered in garbs from head to toe, if they allure, the hereafter they go. Caught in an act not of their intention, buried in stone, a horrific invention. To be treated as such, as a slave, commanded each day, behave, behave. To be created as such, worth half a man, told each day, it's a plan, it's a plan. Can this be normal? Is this humane? If this is so, what is there to gain? How is this accepted? Why ignored? It must be effaced it. We must move forward. So, uh, Nathaniel, thank you very much. And that reminded me of something I had written a long time ago. So we had a little exchange. And the, the piece that I had written a long time ago was actually based on a, a news story that we had read. Uh, the, the title of it was Home Recipe for Sharia Justice. In a small atoll makes a smaller framed girl, no older than 15, with distillate of fear. Choose one lean, sun-baked, season with isolation, trust the legs, the arms, pin back the head, carefully stuff a filthy rag in her mouth, stab repeatedly, allow the shame to marinate, penetrate the bone, separate from family, pull out, let soak for three years, whip until murdered. So uh, we, you know, that's a delightful fucking exchange, right? Man. Oh, Jesus Christ, Tom. It's sort of the fun when poets get together. <laughs> <laughs> this is why poets commit suicide with regularity. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, I wrote something depressing. Have you written anything depressing? Oh, well, yes, I have. Let's exchange depressing shit. Wow. Yeah. You people suck. Uh, we're horrible. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But thankful. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Nathaniel. We got a message. Um, this is from uh, Matthew, uh, and he says uh, – he has a question. He said, this morning I thought of a question to ask your listeners, a lot of who have read the Bible and some who are believers too. Does God actually do anything nice in the First Testament? So the new – I guess the, the very beginning yeah, the of the Testament, Bible, the yeah. Old Testament, does he do anything nice? And so I don't know. I think maybe some people could rationalize that the creation is nice, although – 
I guess, you know, maybe maybe the only thing I can think of is maybe leading the the slaves uh, out of Egypt. I think nice. I think the only nice things he can do is if he's hurting someone else, though. I mean, yeah, right. in that case, he killed all the people. Killed all of yeah, Egypt, yeah, but all... Egypt didn't notice in any of their histories. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they all died. They did all die. But they didn't. No one wrote then, it down because they, they were all dead. That's because they were all dead. Yeah. Then the duh. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> We got a message from uh, from Diego, and Diego said that he found us through the Thinking Atheist, and he's really happy that he found us, and he laughs a lot, and he thinks it's great. And he also says, this mail is only to thank you and wishing you best of luck. I apologize if this letter is poorly written with horrible mistakes. I'm from Chile, and English is not my native language. Jesus Christ, he writes better than I do. I know, right? Like, this is somebody apologizing for speaking more than one language. I like to think I speak half of one language. <laughs> This is, I don't speak it, and I speak half poorly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Never apologize for doing something twice as good as I'm doing it. That's amazing. It's awesome. Great. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for listening, Diego. And I'm glad somebody from Chile. That's that's right. awesome. We I did th- have a Chile listener, a woman, I believe, or maybe she was from Peru. I don't remember. I don't recall. I think they're the same country. Actually. I'm always amazed when we get listeners. They are not the same country. They're the same. Yeah, Peru, Aren't they all Machu Picchu? No, they're all <laughs> they're all America, Tom. Right. That's- <laughs> Whatever. We got a message. This is from uh, the Frozen Atheist. And he sent us a message. This is from Family Guy. And it's about glory holes. And it's fucking amazing. And I'm going to take it. So this is great. This is from Family Guy. In place of glory, we will be showing Shaft, starring Richard Roundtree. What? You can't just shove Shaft in a glory hole. Yeah, I know. It'd be better to put in that movie about the two girls who meet Nixon. What's that movie called? Dick? Dick would slide right into that glory hole. No, no, Dick's too short for that glory hole. But if you also put in Edward Furlong's movie, Pekka, you got Pekka and Dick in the glory hole, and you got a tight squeeze, but it it ought to fit. (laughs) That's great. Sometimes that guy comes up with some really great shit, and that's an example. That's amazing. Missed a joke. This was talking about Pat Robertson saying, Buddhism will infect you. This thing about Buddhism infecting you. And this is from William. And William says, Buddhism segment, you missed the perfect opportunity as a joke. You might catch the the Kung flu. That's great. Oh, I love it. The that's- Kung flu is so awesome. Thank you for sending that in, William. That's amazeballs. It's a perfect joke. Love it. Uh, we're going to close out the show this week. Now, next show is going to be a midweek show. And we're going to try something. And it may or may not work. So this may or may not be part of it. So we'll see. Um, but we are going to... We're going to try to put out a show where we cover fewer stories or no stories, depending on how long this portion is. And we just go over voicemails of people who said that they had some sort of uh, some sort of interaction when they prayed. And so we're going to go over the voicemails and then talk about these voicemails back and forth. And then we're also going to read some of the things that people sent in specifically about prayer. So we're going to sort of cover a voicemail slash uh, email show that's going to be next time um but this time before we end um this is from evan and evan wanted to say not only were we mispronouncing katbular which is spelled katbular um they, i don't think we're mispronouncing yeah i think he's no. i think like you're mispronouncing yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, he also translated the uh the skeptics creed into swedish so this is evan reading the skeptics creed in swedish it's hilarious and then we're going to leave you with his version of the Skeptic's Creed, and uh, and we'll see you next time. God trogenhet är inte indigd. Des likokakofor mamma frågor hypnobabylon skitsnack. Formulerad i scientician för dubbla bubbla mod och trubel låtsat kvasi alternativa akupunktera 
trygg stereogram, pyramidisk fri-energiläckning, vattnas nedåtgående spiral, hjärnslast, uttryckslast, självargument, sinnat infodokunderhållning. Leo, fiskarna, cancerkurv, detoxreflex, fotmassage, dödoktorn, terrorkort, psykiska läckning, kristallbollar, storfot, jätti, främlingar, kyrkor, maskor och synagogor. Tempel, drakor, jättemaskor, Atlantis, delfiner, sändingare, födlare, häxor, trollkallar, vaccinator, shamanläkare, evangelister, konspirahund, tvättidig, stigmata, nonsens. Exponera dina sidor, stäck händerna, blodiga, bevisa, avgårande, tvivel även detta. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>